Hello and welcome to the Villa Park podcast. We're back with the live match reaction. Obviously, I did my instant match reaction uh, straight after the game, but I'm here with George. We've got Kev joining us shortly um, to reflect on uh, AZ Altmar 1, sorry, <laughs> Aston Villa 4. I almost, uh, almost couldn't believe it myself, but yeah, George, first of all, how are you and, uh, and what a result? Uh, evening everyone evening rich yeah mate i'm good i'm really good um yeah watched the game tonight and uh, i'm absolutely delighted with everything about it delighted with the result obviously delighted with the performance i thought our fans were fantastic as well it's just yeah it's just been a really good night um the old fowlers celebrated with a few pints and a, and a cheeky <laughs> chinese so life is good yeah can't beat it can't beat it. and just again sneaking in at the back post Mr. KT AVFC himself, follow him on Twitter. Uh, we couldn't, we, you couldn't miss this show tonight, Kev. I mean, what a result! Oh, what a night! <laughs> watching Villa on a Thursday night, Blues are watching because they're bleeping shite. What <laughs> a feeling! What a night! I mean, what a night! Outmore haven't lost in what 30 odd games. Oh, well, maybe the semi final against West Ham aside. Second in the Dutch league, and we absolutely took him to, took him to school, didn't we? What a what a performance! It was just honestly, just absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I, it was just controlled performance from from start to finish, lads. Just unbelievable, unbelievable performance. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing more. Well, obviously, we're gonna we're gonna get right into it, but I mean. Just what can what what can you say? Like it was a game where I guess we me me and Sam did the match preview where we're expecting you know a tough tough evening. Um, Altmar haven't lost a game this season. Second in the Eredivisie, obviously not the strongest league, but they're no mugs. They're at home, like you said, Kev. The record um, and right from the first whistle, we just completely control controlled the game, Kev. Like. Just yeah. masterful performance. Yeah, I mean, my um, the link I managed to watch it on was actually pretty consistent through. So I actually got for once got to watch a you know give a good performance, base give a good review of it basically. And it just felt like um, it just I mean I think there's been a lot of comments controlled, mature. Um, I think it shows we really we really mean business because obviously we made four changes. I didn't think any of the changes were significantly going to impact us. I think you could argue centre defence. When it's been as good as it's been, would be the concern, particularly moving Conza out, who's obviously been the been mm. the, the new Mings in terms of the rock. But I felt we looked pretty untroubled. There's a bit of danger on the left hand side that came in a few times, but um I felt like largely we um we just we just controlled the game. I felt like at times we were often in second and third gear, really. Yeah. Um yeah. which is which is telling and yet another game we've scored four goals in as well. 
four goals, four different scorers. Uh, yeah, just phenomenal. Let me just get into the comments because there's loads coming in. Steve twenty four seven with the fire emojis. Yeah, I I uh, I can't disagree there. Um, I think Adamski's watching it. Uh, was watching the game as as we uh, as on, on the um, uh, on, on the stream. So oh my god, McGinn. He's only watching the replay now. Is uh, it three and in the fifty-fifth minute? So look, we've got a commentary from Adamski here. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Um, Rachel said, "Evening, everyone. What a performance from the boys." AVFC US is in the house. Um, Carlos, get in up the villa. Great to have you on board, mate. Um, I think Emery said it was be- said it best. It was a mature performance. Absolutely. Um, Duncan, evening all. Great win tonight. Recovering from a bad cold, so haven't been on much. Uh, Villa cheering me up, though. Up the Villa. Well, look, mate, hope this makes you feel better as well, and I'm sure that performance has made you feel better. Um, Gary, um, hi, guys. What a change around from Legia. Absolutely speechless. Yeah, fantastic. Willie in the house. Evening, guys. Another great performance by the team. I love how Emery has got this team um, sneak up and no one is bothered about them. Something special is happening, guys, up the villa. Um, <clears throat> Adam said, AZ, AZ just doing a Spurs, faking it. Um, <clears throat> Zaki, hello, mate. Yep, great to have you on board. Rubs in the house. Um, <clears throat> AZ1, AV4, says Gary. Exactly. Mark, evening all. What a performance. Um, Adam says, more like first gear, Kev. Mm-hmm. Uh, Villa Mania, evening everyone, what a result Tielemans and Bailey were brilliant this evening We're going to get into that uh, Great game And uh, yeah, hopefully the fans can leave safely Says uh, Siddiqui, uh, Zaki, sorry Siddiqui And um, up the Villa um, Brilliant, we've got more comments coming in AVFC US, Bailey or Tielemans Deserved man of the match over McGinn And uh, Legia are actually winning In Mostar, so We'll look at the group. Uh, um, we'll check the group out um, just at the... Is it finished now? Is that game or is it still running? I think it's just about still going, isn't it? Yeah, yeah just about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, George, just in terms of that, like Kev touched on it, that starting lineup. was there any any kind of surprises for you with with how we approached it? Um, not overly. Um, the only thing I was worried about, as I think what Kev said there, I thought just changing both centre-backs was a, was a tad risky considering the consistency we've had. Obviously, it was very, very nice to go into um, the European game and not see Olsen's name on the team sheet because we know what happens generally when he plays. But, um, yeah, I thought Carlos... I I expected Carlos to come in, but I was a little bit surprised that um, Longley came in. But fair play, he didn't do too bad. And, um, yeah, other than that, I fully expected Tielemans to start. I thought Bailey would start after his little cameo the other day. And, yeah, I thought he got the team pretty much bang on, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, um... It was interesting, Kev, because I said in my instant reaction um, that it almost summed it up when summed up how we were setting up for this match when um, when Martinez just stood with the ball at his feet must have been for about must have been about close to a minute and no one was moving and he wasn't moving and he wasn't waiting until he wasn't going to pass until they made the move and it's almost as if he was saying like. You, 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 we're not, we're not, we're not blinking until you guys blink. It was almost like a, a poker move. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the comments from Mikel Antonio in the week. I don't know if you've seen them, but basically no, saying no. that, yeah, he basically said like Villa's like tactic was literally just like you know wait for you to come and press them and then just just break the press, obviously, which is you know been a, a, an Emery staple since he's been with us. But the fact is that they kind of knew what was going on with it, really. But 
You know, they've, they've got to try and get, get the ball. And obviously, I mean, the amount of risky passes again tonight, and you are going to get caught out every now and then. And, and I almost like you look, obviously, Kamara did, didn't he? Got caught out in the mm. first half. But if you think about the amount of times, and there's times even in the second half, we were literally first time like pinging passes around the back four, like playing into a space where they knew maybe our player had half a second to react. So their first touch has to be a ping pass into the corner where the right back is. So then pinging up the line quickly, like, just just unbelievable, really. Just unbelievable. And that just goes to show the level of calmness and confidence in the team. And, and more importantly, the confidence they've got in the system. Mm. Villa fans have chilled out massively over the last year under Unai. From, I remember some of those early moans on the terraces. Get rid of it. Get it up the pitch. And now, you know, you've even got the commentators. Hey, like, yeah. You've even got the commentators saying now, like, you know, Martin, he's one of the best in the world at you know what, which we all know what it means. You know, S. Housery. Um but it's obviously it's obviously so effective, and you know what else that was really good as well in terms of the coaching. Um, did you see that bit where um, Robbie Savage was bemoaning the fact that Bailey didn't know the player was running behind him? Mm. And I think um, I don't, can't remember who the, who the main commentator was, but um, he, ba- he basically said, "But he's looking at his centre backs. He knows he's yeah. so well drilled. He's looking at his centre backs, and he knows if they're standing there not darting back, then he knows where he needs to stand." I know it's a classic easy offside training, but you've got someone as offensive, I don't mean that in the other the type of the word, as offensive as Leon Bailey, forward thinking, who is not seen as being a defensive player, doesn't really have a defensive bone in his body, you would have said a few months back, would be a risk away from home in a situation there where he's covering for his marauding right back, Matty Cash, keeping his line and getting an offside. And it was just like, this is just Emery Ball in essence, isn't it? Yeah, it was it was so well organised, and I mean we're going to talk about the attacking flair and stuff in a second, and and, and talk about some of the players. But you know it can't be done un- unless those foundations are right, George. You know that defensive line is right, and and a lot of the time, and the, and the pressing's right to kind of put pressure on how they make that those passes. And it was almost like you could see Altmar almost desperate to try and play that ball over the top but almost like well I don't want to because it's it's going to have to be so accurate because it's either going to run through to the goalkeeper or Villa are going to get a block on it and then we're going to catch them on the break anyway so they were almost like scared to play that direct pass to to break the line which was which was obviously testament to our organization yeah I think we just we just had them all ends up tonight I mean off the on the ball I thought we were dangerous in possession I thought we were even more dangerous when we didn't have it, like on the transition, as the, the, the fashionable word is now. Um, I thought our offside trap was absolutely superb. I mean, God, how many times were they caught offside tonight? It felt like every every 30 seconds the flag was going up. Even when the flag didn't go up, you knew that an offside was coming. It was just, yeah, I mean, it's an Emory masterclass. Everyone knew what they were up to. Like you say yeah. there, Bailey, Bailey being smart as well, look at, looking at the centre-backs and, and catching them offside. I just don't, there wasn't really much of a chink in our game tonight. Bar, bar the 10 minutes when Altmar scored their goal, which was a good goal, and we were, they had us on the rocks for 10 minutes after that, I think just a bit of a head of steam and trying to get some pride back. But other than that, it was just um, a complete villa show, wasn't it? It was. It was. Well, let's talk about this, uh, the amazing attack and um, prowess that we showed. Uh, obviously, um, <clears throat> Leon Bailey scores the first goal. Um, there he is striking the ball, and there he is with his uh, with his trademark celebration. We talked about his productivity, Kev. Um, I think it's like a goal every seventy five minutes or something this season so far. Um, again, scintillating performance. 
Yeah, it was interesting, you know, because obviously just it was just before the goal. He um, made a great dart, actually. Didn't he make a, made a great run? Then it was just on the wrong right wavelength in terms of playing the pass and passed out of play. And a little bit of my brain, just 1% of it went, oh, Leon, that was a bit, you know, a bit old Leon. And then within, it's almost like he, it's almost like he was there going, yeah, man, got to do it for Kevin, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, can I just say, the Jamaican banter between McGinn and Leon is absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That when the camaraderie and the team spirit that you can see oozing out on social media now, where like you say, what did he call him, my captain, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I, ju- I just think it's brilliant. Everything, but... everything, Chris. Everything, Chris. Everything, <laughs> Miski, Miski, absolutely fantastic. So, um, but um, but to then, obviously, got a little bit of a lucky bounce with the ball. There was all the thought was it was it a handball, but what a strike on his weaker foot as well. Yeah, you know, over the ball, great strike. He just looks like he's oozing confidence at the moment. He looks like he's really looks like everything he touches. And this player we, we saw from the YouTube highlights, he's now turning into, into the player we thought he was going to be. So it's just great to see. I thought he was brilliant again tonight. Really good. I'm I'm firmly on the Leon Bailey train now. Well, look, I mean, what can you say? It's like it's just I've I think I've said it numerous times. It's not like he's he's not running into blind alleys anymore. He's mixing up his uh passing. Um, he's sometimes passing it backwards. He's actually, uh, he's actually tracking back. Um, he's um, sorry, Kev just got to jump off. He's uh, he's tracking back. He's he's doing it. He's doing the dirty work, and then he's get so you know when players do that, George, they get their rewards, and he's obviously getting his rewards by the goals he's scoring, and it's obviously then it's just building up his confidence even more. Absolutely. I mean, I thought that was his best, if not his best performance in a Villa shirt, definitely his best 90 minutes in a Villa shirt. Um, yeah, like you say, confidence is the key, mate. I mean, if they could sell confidence in bottles, whoever would be selling it would be the richest man in the world because it's not always that easy to come by. But mm. yeah, it's all coming off for him now. You know, fabulous finish on that first goal. You know, there was a bit of a, there was a, a question of handball, wasn't there? But it was the, the referee got it spot on. It come down off his chest. But to finish it like he did from there with a the power and precision, I mean, it was superb, wasn't it? I don't think anyone quite quite saw that coming, but Leon knew what was going on. And yeah, you know, he's having a great season now. I think that's that's six goals now. That's I'm pretty sure that's, what's he been with us now? Three, four seasons? That's already got to be his best tally already since he's joined. You know, it's and I'll be backing him. There. Yeah, yeah, I'll be backing him fully to bang 10, 15 the way he's going, mate. You know, um, obviously injuries, uh, injuries willing, but yeah, good times, mate. And uh, as I said on the group chat earlier, get him signed up onto a new deal, mate, while you can. Exactly. And assists as well. Obviously, had a hand in the goal for Watkins and obviously assisted. Uh, I don't know if that will class as a full assist, but certainly uh, for the McGinn goal is, you know, again, lovely ball across the box, direct, strong, everything that you want from a winger. Yeah, oh, that was a great goal, the McGinn goal. They all were, to be fair. Um, I was quite enjoying myself, just relaxing, watching the game. And then the missus and the little one have decided to come in and um, ambush me for about 20 minutes. <laughs> so I kind of lost my concentration a bit. But, yeah, I saw the McGinn goal go in and I was like, you know what? This is going to be this is going to be one of them nights. It's one of them Villa performances we've been talking about for years, I'd say. Oh, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Got a few, uh, got a few comments in. Um, Gaz says, good evening, lads. Um, Kev uh, says, uh, sorry, Gary says, Kev, where's your Leon? Ba- Leon, can I have your shirt, please? Banner for Sunday. <laughs> no, no. Can I just say on that point as well, right? When my uh, when we got got my kids' kits like a season or two, about whatever it is, 
they've got Coutinho on the back of the shirt because obviously, like you know, one one of the kits they've got Coutinho was like best signing, wasn't he ever at the time? Still had great memories of it, even though it didn't work out. And obviously, we had this hot shot winger from the Bundesliga, and I said to my lad, like, you know, do you want do you want, do you want Bailey on your back? And he said Bailey on his back, and I've always felt a little bit like, oh, I wish he'd not had Bailey. And it's only now I'm like, yes, get that Bailey shirt out with pride, son. So. I'd, I'd gladly have a banner, but um, I unfortunately I haven't got the uh, the craft skills to construct one, so uh, never mind. We're getting our money's worth now, aren't we, from Bailey? Yeah, we are. Absolutely. I heard a bit of you in the background while I was just, um, my daughter's got a bit of a sore throat, probably from singing oh, all the Villa yeah. songs. Yeah. Or the Villa song, so a bit of cow pole, sort it out, you know, you know the drill. But um, yeah, Daddy's on a podcast, off you go, see you later. Um, <laughs> Priorities um, and all that. <laughs> she's like, she's like, how long have you been on for? And I, um, how long do you reckon you'll be on for? I'm like, okay, good chat. I'll talk to you afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can hear the background off to chat about Leon. And um, we say this in a lot in a lot of industries, don't we? But confidence, if you if you feel confident, what a difference it makes. It makes a difference in terms of, you know, even if you make a mistake, respond from that mistake. And it's not that long ago where, remember, he got, got hooked after coming on a sub for Carlos at Liverpool. He got hooked after like 40 minutes later, pretty much. And, you know, he's a bit frustrated and we're thinking, oh, you know, is this what's going to go on with Leon? But he's clearly trusted by uh, by Unai because he's played him in an away game, which obviously typically he's not been good and he's, he's performed like that. So, yeah, and, and involved in the game. I always felt like he used to go missing in games. Mm. He wouldn't do anything away from home. But, you know, I think all his contributions were decent. He was obviously he was obviously tracking back. And, yeah, I just think he looks like he's not, not really giving the ball away when he's doing his little, you know, turns and, and twists on the box. He's generally... He's, he's been a bit more mature, I think, himself in terms of retaining the ball and not whipping in an aimless ball. So, yeah, get me that banner if, if you want. If you want. Yeah, 100%. Gaz says, I think we're seeing the Bailey that's confident in his body. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I sure. totally agree. Uh, Gary Howlett says, away, best performance for Bailey. Yeah, I definitely agree. And Gaz Oaks also says, Grealish sucks Bailey is better than Henri sucks Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look right. Now, I was thinking about this. You know, when we talk about like marginal gains and stuff like that, you know, where players, when I think it was like, um, it was the cycling, wasn't it? The British cycling team. And they took the, the they had the idea to take their own pillows. It was, it was, Dave, it was, Dave, it was Dave Brailsford. Dave Brailsford. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, is it is it a situation where he's for where your socks lower because it's, like the the I don't know whatever it, it it was affecting his running style or is affecting the circulation I don't know I'm just saying like is it something where they've kind of highlighted something where maybe the the the, the pressure or something was in, in his legs was too much with his socks pulled up I don't know but you can't put a, you can't put a price on comfort boys yeah you know what I I, I I think I think you might be honest with me there, mate. For those that don't know, watching it, the whole situation of where British cycling was basically nowhere and went to dominate the world, the Dave Brailsford stories in what he did for that cycling team is, is incredible. But effectively, it's that it's if you can get one percent better in ten areas, you've had a ten percent increase. And it's funny, you know, because I used to play wear shin pads at five aside for years. But as I'm getting a bit older and I'm getting a few calf strains, I'm like, no, why is no one else is wearing shin pads? I'm going to stop wearing shin pads. And I feel a tiny bit freer and a bit less heavy-legged later on in the game. And I'm like, you know what? If I was a professional footballer like Leon and paces, paces everything, kind of, I can maybe be a little bit lighter, a bit freer on my feet, then maybe it's that. Or maybe it's just fashion and styling with things. Yeah. Cooler. But either way, it's, it's working, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Um... Dunk said he's got a 2021 Bailey shirt, the third strip. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk Dunk. the strip. We'll talk the, talk the kit later. 
I know there's comments on it, so we will talk about that later. I we uh, Zach... kits. I got told off yesterday on the grid. <laughs> Zachy said their game just ended 2-1 Legia win, so I think we might be top. I'll have a check later. Ronan, sorry? We are on goal difference, because oh, everyone was wicked. there goal difference before, and we also Brilliant. scored more. Brilliant. Ronan's in the house. Uh, great to have you on board, mate. Bailey, the most improved player under Emery. Um, uh, Gaz says that's still Dougie. What's that? I don't know what that one's most improved player that's about. Ah, oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's he has been fantastic. Um, Michael's in the house. Hello, Michael. Don't worry about being late, mate. Great to have you on board. Um, who else have we got? People chatting amongst themselves. Yeah, Adamski says we're top on goal difference. ED has joined us. Come on, what a performance. Yeah, absolutely. What a performance. Um, Michael said we're second. I'll, I'll, we will check. Is that because we'll Legia beat us? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, I haven't done the uh, shout out, lads, but we've got uh, nearly 60 watching, which is great. Um, we are smashing through 2,600 subscribers. So, Thank you, everyone, for your amazing support. But we don't want to stop there. So if you're new to the channel, if you haven't subscribed already, please do subscribe and hit that like button so that um, it spreads the word of our channel because we're, we're trying to spread as far as we can So um, yeah, and grow as quickly as we can. So please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. And if you do want to become a member, we got a new member yesterday or today, I think, uh, M. His name's M, um, or him or hers, name's M. So thank you very much for joining. But if you do want to become a member, it's just one ninety nine. Hit the dollar sign at the bottom, and uh, or hit the join button, and uh, yeah, follow the instructions from there. Um, Dunk says we'll be at three k by Christmas. That would be amazing. Um, that would be phenomenal. So thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> Paul says hi guys. We are an amazing hard team to beat. What do you think of Bailey now? Laugh out loud. Well, yeah, we've we've covered it. He's just he's just playing brilliantly at the moment. And to think as well, George, that we've got we had Diaby on the bench, we had Zaniolo on the bench, we've got Ramsey to come back fit. I mean, some of our attacking options are just going to be frightening. Yeah, yeah, there's options for days, isn't there? Providing you can get them all fit at once. I mean, I've been a bit frustrated this season that we, I still don't think we've actually played our best eleven all season because we've not been able to. But, you know, that's the um, nature of the game and that's what having a squad is all about, isn't it? But, yeah, you know, uh, you know you've got John Duran there who's was playing playing some good stuff, wasn't he? And his cameo appearances, you know, he couldn't... Did he, I think he crept on at the end, didn't he, for a few minutes? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, you know, Zaniolo, Bailey, you can, they can, they're almost like for like. You know, we've got options everywhere. The RB, God, you know, it's options we could have only have dreamed of a few years back. 100%, 100%. Um... So let's let's talk another player who really did, uh, who again really um, impressed today, um, Yuri Tielemans. Um, again, playing in, I think someone commented, you know, who would have thought he would um, he'd be able to play, you know, in that uh, AVFC US said who thought Tielemans would play up top with Watkins, um, and uh, yeah, he was he was kind of really advanced, wasn't he? Um, and the link up with between him, Bailey, and and Watkins in particular was just was just tremendous. Um, and he really did show what a player he, what a good player he can be tonight. Yeah, Tielemans had a very good game. I think he needed that, didn't he? Because he's it's taken him a little while to kind of, you know, establish himself in any way, really. And I think he needed something to go for him. You know, he got the late assist when he come on at the weekend. Then he's, you know, he's, he's scored tonight. 
yeah, I thought he played well. I think Emery was probably a bit worried about the amount of times he loses the ball. I noticed Savage mentioned it earlier and it, it he does lose it a bit, doesn't he? So I think maybe moving him forward a little bit, you know, allows him to, if he can do, if he does lose the ball, we've got the protection behind. But yeah, some of his work tonight was great. I thought his actual defensive work was good as well. But yeah, he, I think, I think AZ afforded him a little bit too much time on the ball. And, you know, and I just think he had the freedom of the park tonight and he probably really enjoyed his night. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll talk his, his goal in a second, but George makes a good point now. He looks like one of those players, again, one of those confidence players, Kev, that, you know, because they gave him a bit of time, because he managed to win the ball, you know, he, he likes to kind of nip in front or get a toe end on the ball and, and kind of pass it pass it off and then receive it back again. He likes to do that because they were allowed him to do that a few times. That then builds his confidence up and then he can play his, his really nice through balls. He can, you know, play his interlinking passes and stuff. And he's, he, I guess he's one of those players that needs that little bit of momentum to get those, to get the, those performances that we know he can do. It's, I think it's like any player that's, that's not in the first team picture. You know, the pressure is therefore on when you make a cameo performance. And if you don't in that 10, 15 minutes, you get played particularly well. Or say you do get a start then in a game against a lesser opposition. Not easy when you're playing a team that are putting 10 men effectively behind the ball to then create and do stuff if they're, if they're all over you. So potentially then you don't. I mean, and I think this is probably the same for the likes of, of a long lay maybe previously or a Chambers you know, I'm not saying there isn't some mistakes, and I wouldn't have been worried if someone, you know, if Chambers or Olsen had started. But you get my point. Like, there's pressure on you. Now you've got to perform at pressure as a footballer, of course you have. But sometimes it's a game where maybe you've got a bit more freedom, and you can just see him coming coming out out of their you know, coming out out of their shell a little bit. Duran obviously did it earlier in the season, didn't he? When we've gone from calling him a you know a, a, an absolute maverick, he doesn't know what's going on, to lashing in a goal of the season contender, obviously um, against Palace and. Things you love to see. I mean, you could probably argue that Tiedemans and Bailey were the, the best two players tonight. And they're probably two of the most derided players in, in recent times in terms of there was talk that Tiedemans had thrown his toys out of the pram, was making comments and he was going to be off in January. And there was talk of Bailey, particularly from me a lot of times, saying he isn't good enough for us. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just really pleased to see. I'm, I said, obviously, post-match um, at the weekend uh, against West Ham. I couldn't remember which team we'd beat. And I know we'd beaten someone, but it was West Ham, wasn't it? <laughs> West Ham this week. We're um, just beating everyone at the moment. We, are. So. we need to get that Grim Reaper thing back, don't we, for the, for the home game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember? yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to be good now, because back in the day, it was like Rotherham and Barnsley, and like now it's going to be like, you know, slightly better teams. But I said, obviously, post-match uh, against against the West Ham, uh, after after West Ham game, that it was great to just even see his reaction from the assist he got at the end. The game was won, it was over. You know, late in the game, but, but just see how much it means to him. So tonight to get, because I think he, he played a great three ball, didn't he, to Bailey for the for the Watkins mm, yeah. goal as well. Yeah. Um. This is these are the things that we saw him doing at Leicester, and we're starting to question whether he's burnt out at twenty six because he's been playing for ten years. You can't lose it overnight. You can't lose it overnight. So um, yeah, it was just br- brilliant to see to see some of these players that maybe wouldn't have been haven't been starters. I mean, neither of them started the last game. Be two of the two of the standout performers. Yeah. Yeah. Gary said we all thought Bailey was was crap to be honest, Kev. Uh, Adams, Adamski says uh always said Bailey would come good, got something right about football for once. Good man, good man, good that you stuck the uh, kept the faith. Um Z- uh, Zaki says um Yuri has been playing on another level. Um he re- he has done uh, definitely tonight. Um Tielemans can stay if he wants, uh, says Gary. Um um just just on the goal though, uh, George. 
Um, nice little, nice little celebration there from him. But um, yeah, lovely, lovely through ball from uh, from McGinn. Watkins, uh, Watkins makes that run, that dart across to take the defenders away. Obviously, McGinn sees the the sees Tielemann behind him. It takes a little touch from that defender, and he's got to like drag it from under his feet a little bit, but really keeps his composure to slot it under the keeper. And yeah, lovely moment for him. Yeah, it certainly was. I mean, um, it was a good move, but but he looked like he kind of missed miss hit the first touch, didn't it? And you're thinking, oh god, that he's that's going to overrun into the keeper's hands. But then the cheeky little uh, little little poke poke through the keeper's legs, you know, bit a bit of class and. Uh, yeah, as I said, that'll do wonders for uh, Tielemann's confidence. But I'm just thinking, how many of them goals tonight Like, were? They, they've started off by um, AZ Outmar attacks. We just kept nicking the ball, little little interceptions, you know, from Kamara and the likes of them in the midfield. And that's what I'm saying, how dangerous we are off the ball. Because one minute, you know, it's not as if they're coming at us hard, but we just make a chance out of nothing. One little tackle, two balls through, and we're in on goal. And we did that a fair few times tonight. It's a dangerous, dangerous tactic. And... You know, our away form this year obviously hasn't hasn't been as great as our home, and the home is obviously getting all the credit it deserves. But you know, this style away from home, I think we can start doing some damage in in the away games as well. Hundred mm, percent. Few people chatting transfers and what we need. We'll we'll, we'll get we'll get maybe cover that a little bit at the end. Um, but um, but yeah, I want to really focus on uh, on the performance. But you guys chat amongst yourselves. I love the comments. Uh, John Cousins is in the house. One of my uh, Northeast Lions uh, pals. Great to see your podcast doing so well, Rich from a Northeast Lion up the Villa. Yeah, good man, mate. Thank you for supporting us, and I hope to see you at a game uh, soon. Um, AVFC US says maybe just maybe we expect too much with new players. We, we are like that. I think all football supporters are like that, to be honest. And I think part of it is that the um, the coverage, you know, obviously things like us, podcasts and TV pundits, you know, when a, and the, the, the amount of, I guess, gravitas that they put on every game just makes it makes the pressure, pressure cooker so much. And we don't give players time, I, I must admit. Um, but yeah, that's just the nature of the beast, I'm afraid. Edie said, I wonder what was said to Bailey because he's turned the tide completely. Even his attitude is class. Um, I don't ever think he's I don't ever think his attitude or his effort was 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 lacking. I just think he's he just seems to be much calmer and much more kind of comfortable with himself, like and what he's doing. It feels um, to me you know, now that he's more he, he he's seen more of an individual before and now he seems more of a part of the team, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's got a proper role now before. It was always like he was just trying to impress too much, fancy flicks and just trying to make something happen, probably more out of desperation than anything. But now he's, you know, he's calmed down and he's started thinking more and he's just, yeah, I think he's just more of a team player. Yeah, yeah. Michael, with a comment here, can I just say we need to get behind every player going forward? Yes, some will lose form, but they are really all trying. So let's stop witch hunting and when they don't play well. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, absolutely fair enough. Um, Ronan, just always, uh, always make a good podcast. Though, does it? Sometimes? It does. No, I know. We, I know. We've got to lose our lose our heads sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a fair point. We should, we, should, we should be beyond the team, absolutely. But I guess I guess I don't think we've written off players that soon. You know, Bailey. Bailey was a couple of seasons, but um, no, I think it's turned out well. And I think it's a fair point. You know, yeah. I agree. But look, we praise them to the hilt, right? When they play well, sometimes we go yeah. overboard when we call players world class when they're not world class. So. You know, that's that's the life of a football supporter. But yeah, I do, I do, I agree with, totally agree with the sentiment. Ronan says things you love to see: Villa's solid Euro centre backs versus our Premier League centre backs. Different players, same results. Um, 
I think that was that was pleasing. And we'll come on to the second half in a second. Um, but yeah, um, Kev Longley and Carlos didn't really look too troubled. That, that you know their striker Pav Pavlidis um, was you know 14 goals or something this season. Had one chance, really should have scored. But other than that, they were fairly untroubled. Um, Longley and Carlos, to be honest. I thought they both did both did really well. You know, you're away from home against a team with a good good European record, who was second in their league, with the most in, one of the most informed strikers in Europe playing. You can talk about the Dutch league not being the same level, but there's been there's some tremendous players in that league, and it's it's always been a breeding ground for tremendous players anyway. And I thought that um, I mean I said in our in our chat before I wasn't too concerned about them rotating the centre halves because I mean the point I made in our group was Carlos has won the won the Europa League and. I mean, Longley is he's won La Liga with Barcelona not that long ago. You don't go all of a sudden become terrible because you've maybe not played brilliantly in a couple of games before when you've come in a bit yeah. cold after not playing for a bit. And I think that the whole point is this. If you want to have a successful season in Cups and in the league, you've got to be able to rotate your squad and have some confidence. If you, It's not 1981 anymore. We can't just play with 13, 14 players. So... I was actually pleased to see and just delighted that fairly untroubled. I mean, it was a great goal, to be fair, they scored. It probably was offside as well, because I think it was the other guy that kind of motioned to go to the ball and then stopped. That probably was interfering a little bit. But anyway, you know, we put that to one side and they had a chance in the first half, which obviously was a Kamara mistake. Might be the odd pass that went went, went astray from, from them, but that's just the nature of the way we play now. But they're both pedigree centre-halves. Both of them have probably got more pedigree than the, the, the two Premier League centre-halves that... that that obviously that play play for us in the league because Kansas won nothing, never played internationally. Pau plays for for Spain. Obviously, he's won he's won a Europa League. But you'd argue, you know, Diego Carlos has got more miles on the clock and he's he's more experienced. If you had to make that comparison, I think we're blessed with four great centre backs, and that doesn't even include arguably the best ones on, on a long term injury. So great to see builds confidence in them. You know, we can see one goal away from home, score four, defense is untroubled. I mean, it's just. It, it will give Emery even more confidence now if he does have to interchange one of those centre halves. And I'm at the point now where, like, if Power is, is injured as a player, I would have no qualms. Longley coming in, I think he's a good player. I think he's been unfairly derided by a lot of people. You know, he's a French international. He's played for Barcelona. Like, let's cut him a bit of slack. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Ken's given us a super sticker. Um, thank you very much, mate. Two pound super sticker. Um, yes, that's amazing Thanks, support. Thank you so much. If anyone else wants to put a, a super chat or to give a donation, then again, hit the dollar sign. Or if you want to become a member, just one ninety nine, um, less than a third of a cost of a pint that uh, that George is enjoying there as he's uh, as he's uh, basking in the glory of a victory. Um, I've got loads and loads of comments. Um, let me just see where we are. Um, Z uh, Zaki says, once we have our full team back, we will be unstop unstoppable. Um, Gaz, on the point about players, I think it's okay to say players aren't going well. It's when it turns into abuse and nonsense. It pisses me off. <laughs> I hope you're not mentioning any names there, Gaz. Uh, Gary said, AZ played with clogs on tonight. Um, Gaz is in the house. Yes, lads. How are we? We are doing brilliant, mate. And uh, even better for you joining us yeah, on, uh, on this pod. Um, uh, AVFC USS, to be fair, we seem pretty deep at centre-back at the moment, um, which echoes your sentiments there, um, Kev. Uh, Gaz says, I think the two centre-backs might be the two for Europe. Um, definitely gives them games. Absolutely. Um, Gary Howlett says, abuse is okay if it's Birmingham fans shouting at Rooney. Oh, that's <laughs> After fun. two games? After two games? 
two games. Yeah, but they didn't Jesus. want to change, did they? They didn't. They weren't supposed to really. Um, they were doing well with uh, Eustace, weren't they? So I can kind oh, of understand it. Trying to get behind it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk second half because you know, again, I thought we controlled the first half, two 0 up, absolute dreamland. There's still that kind of there's still that little bit of feeling in the back of your mind that thinks, you know, AZ can't be that poor in the second half. They're going to come out firing. Um, I did think it was kind of summed up a little bit the standard of their team when they're bringing on Bruno Martins, Indy, who couldn't really get in the Middlesbrough team um, in the championship. So I did, I did think that I do think there's a slight quality gap there. Um, But we, again, this feeling about kind of starting slow in second halves, the last few games, it's not been the case with Villa. Like, we, we, we really came out of the traps really quickly, George. And, you know, the goals the goals uh, in the second half just, just stamped our authority. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was more of the same, to be honest. Just come out straight away. All the little patterns of play and the little, what they say, like little box in midfield, just when it, knocking it around in a square. And, yeah, we just, we just, we just dominated. And, um, yeah, there was, there was a few chances and obviously... God, I'm trying to think of the order of the goals now. We two up at half time, weren't we? Yeah, fifty-one minutes. Watkins scores. Um, you mentioned it. Tielemans puts Bailey through, and Bailey does the rest, hits the shot, and Watkins. I don't think he'll score an easier goal. And Sam, Sam had said he, he needed, he wanted he to score tap in, tap in yeah. and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, he'll um, he'll eat up them chances all day. You know, thinking of the the rocket he scored on the weekend. I mean, he'll be happy to have a little um little parry off the goal. I mean, that was a lovely goal, to be fair. I mean, shame the first shot didn't go in. It made it, it, look, it looks a bit untidy once the keeper saves it. But yeah, just scintillating football. And um, AZ just simply couldn't deal with our movement and the, the fluid fluid movement of us. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kev, again, just Watkins on the score sheet. Uh, he's, he's in, he's, he's, hopefully, he's a purple patch player, as we say. But I mean, he's, he's just, he's just looking full of confidence at the moment even like the first time passes back into midfield you talk about options on the ball he's got options to pass to he's winning the ball he won the ball back for the first goal obviously and he's putting the work in to get his rewards with with a again he's not going to score an easier goal as I, as I just said I think he's as confident as he's ever been you can see, you see that in the, uh, the post-match interviews he did obviously at the weekend as well um, and I tell you what he doesn't get enough credit for sometimes is his link-up play I think back in the day when he was a different type of striker when you and I Rich used to used to hail him as like you know being one of Van Dyke's most difficult opponents because he would just be working non-stop in the channels grafting sticking his body in he's a different striker now and actually that technical aspect of his game I mean you notice he did it he threw him didn't he the night as well he did a little one today didn't quite didn't quite come off, but he did like a little pirouette on the edge of the box and just kind of lost control of it. But I think the technical aspect of his game is coming out more and more. And that third goal, the way he laid it off to Tiedemans, I mean, it totally, totally set that move up because it was a long ball forward. He plays a really deft sort of touch to the side. And then we're in. Fantastic. And then he's doing what any good striker should be doing. Um, and yeah, I mean, great turn by Bailey as well. Um, you know, sent the, sent the defender the other way. And then um, good shot. Yeah, fantastic. Just... Just what an attack. For, for, I mean, this is the thing we said again, you know, lately a lot. We've been making the same point. But on the on the counter-attack, we are frightening now. We are frightening. We really are. And if, if you even if you bring on subs on tonight, you're bringing on Zaniolo and, and Diaby, you aren't too shabby in those situations as well. Yeah. Um, that's not even including Jacob Ramsey. He's probably our, maybe our quickest player. So, 
Yeah, brilliant. But um, but Watkins, I mean, this is it now. Is that is that ten goals for the season in all comps now? Could be. It could five be five in the league. He yeah. scored, he, did he score three against Hibs? Yeah, did he score against the, the, the in the home game against Hibs? Mm, that was Duran. McGinn. I don't think he did. Cash scored, didn't he as well? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it might be nine. No, and he's got one for England as well. Oh, one for England. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, going to yeah. include that, but you know, yeah. ten goals in the season so far. Like what I um... really love, and obviously Gaz Oak said he's, he's he's more than a pearl clap player. Absolutely, I totally agree with you. Um, just mean with his goal, goal scoring at the moment, he's in, in a real rich vein of form, should I say. Um, but what I really love is, and this is, used to be the same with Grealish, right, um, in terms of their speed endurance. So the thing with, and uh, Dean Smith alluded to this on, on Sunday, what Watkins can do is he can repeat sprints um, for multiple times throughout the game. So what you get with a lot of players is they'll start off, they'll start off a game, re, you know, kind of, doing three or four really, really long sprints. And then by the 50th, 60th minute, they've maybe done another two. They've maybe done six or seven sprints in the game. And then that next level is the the next ones after that, they're slower and slower. Watkins can do 10, 12, 15 sprints at the same speed. So what that means is when he gets to 75, 80, 85 minutes, his level, he, he might not be as quick right at the start, but his level of speed is faster at the end because those players that he's been playing against, they can't replicate the sprints as, uh, as consistently as him. So then he looks faster. So you see these goals that he scores, you know, 74th minute against uh, Zuma on, on, on Sunday. And it's like, well, where's he got that pace from? Well, it's just because his speed endurance is so good. So that's what I really like about Watkins. And, you know, he's in those areas now, the inside left, inside right channels that, that um, he can really do damage rather than being, you know, wider the wider than that and not being able to do that damage. So yeah, let's let's continue to see more of that from him. Um, uh, comments- I was just going to say, just gonna say sorry as well. It makes a big difference though for Watkins being more in that number nine position. When no disrespect to previous wings we've had over the years, but when you've got a Diaby, uh, Bailey in the current form that he's in behind him, a Ramsey maybe when he's back. When you've got those players that can do quality work out wide, he hasn't got to go looking for it out wide as much. So, yeah, you know, it's it really helped by, by the people around him, by the personnel around him. All the incisiveness of our passes at the moment, it's yeah. it's crazy to see that the, the, the way that we're passing the ball through the lines is just is just a treat to behold. Um, I have to go through comments, though. There's getting so many in, so it's fantastic, guys. Thank you very much. Good to see. We now have a good squad to rotate. It's clear that we ha- that they have assimilated to the system and they are comfortable. Uh, it lifts them all up. Yeah. Um, Jordan Popper up the villa. Great to have you on board, mate. Um, Gazok said, we've still conceded 60% of our goals from 45 to 60. So it looked a lot better now. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's something that we need to work on. But, yeah, it was, it's good that we've we've started these second halves a lot better. Um, Duncan said, we'll all play. We'll play three centre-backs in some Prem matches this season. Yeah, we've done it already. Um Al Gott says Bailey is needed in attack more. Who thought we'd be saying that? Um, Edie said, although it was a tap-in from Watkins, being in the right place at the right time is what makes a good striker. I absolutely agree. Um, uh, Gary Howlett said Zaniolo needs a goal if he's not banned tomorrow. Um, uh, What else have we got? Uh, Gazok said I would start Bailey versus Luton. We're going to do do the loot and preview tomorrow, so we'll talk on we'll talk on that. Um, John Gameson's in the house. Hi guys, up the villa from Torquay. Thank you very much for joining. 
Um, who else have we got? Ronan with a fact and uh, some stats. Villa have now scored four plus goals in th- in three matches in the last month. That is phenomenal. Uh, John said, I remember the days when we used to score four goals in a month. I know. <laughs> John Bambry just hopes Zaniolo gets a goal soon. Yeah, he does need a, does need a goal, but I'm sure we'll get it. Um, 20 Australian dollars from Adamski. Thank you very much, my friend. Thanks, Top Thanks, of Group E. Um, and yeah, amazing stuff. Thank you for your support. Um, and Michael says, from my running days, the training Watkins is doing is called Farclet training, running a distance with sprinting and recovery. Yep. I remember that from my uh, uni days doing can, that training up, can up we the set hills Mike, as well. Can we set Michael and maybe even you a target as well, Rich? If Villa, Villa gets to a certain point all this season that you two will do like a an on-camera far collect training session. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, we, there was talk of us maybe doing like a Villa Park podcast um, uh, charity run or something. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe we will do something like that. It'd be great. Um, and then, obviously, to top it off, uh, Watkins scores. Then we get John McGinn um, with the fourth goal, icing on the cake. Um, another great move, George. Um, Bailey gets released down the right. I think we win the ball. And I think we win the ball. I think it might be Tielemans that wins the ball. Passes it to Kamara. Kamara runs through and drives through the midfield. Lays it out to Bailey. Couple of touches. Sees McGinn across the box. Low baller in and outside the left foot. Thank you and good night, Vienna. What a goal. Yeah, absolute scenes. I'm glad you just run it through again because I couldn't remember exactly what happened. <laughs> but I, I remember the, the little poke, the little toe poke finish reminded me of another goal we've scored this season. And I wish I could remember what one it was, but it was almost identical. Probably going I think back it might have been a Watkins against Hibbs. Oh, possibly. I can't remember. But you know, when you get a bit of deja vu, I'm like, I've, I've already seen that goal this season. Daniel yeah. Daniel whipped it in from the left, didn't he? And then um, Watkins yeah. just tried it in, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, um, hungry from McGinn to just get in the right place at the right time, poke it home. And I love the way he scored and it sh- the camera just panned straight up to like the Villa fans in the upper tier. And it was going off with it. It was party time, mate. And we we love to see that. <laughs> yeah, mate. To be in that crowd was just fantastic. Oh, jealous, jealous of them guys tonight. I mean, Kev, did you, did you before the game, did you think we'd be 4-0 up after, I think it was 60, 65 minutes or something? No, I didn't. But I mean, I've been to, I said it about a month sorry, ago. Sorry, sorry, fifty-six minutes, four nil. What, what did I say about a month ago? What did I say just after Newcastle battered Sheffield United? When are we going to put some goals past some teams? Well, <laughs> apparently the Villa Every squad week. and Paco and all the rest of them, um, Dame Damian, are big fans of the Villa Park podcast, and in particular, what comes out of my mouth because I'm at the point now where I think if I don't have a bet on Villa scoring at least three goals in a game, then you know what? What? What's? What's the point? I mean. We are free scoring, and let's let's be honest again. We were in whether you want to call it second or third gear, in my opinion. We could have scored way more against Brighton, we could have scored way more against West Ham. It's not like we're just getting to these points. George, you're absolutely right. When we when we used to score four goals in a month, remember was it was it earlier in the season when there was all that banter going around about Chelsea's goal of the month? Yeah, uh, it was one goal. Good <laughs> <scored> one goal. <laughs> Look at about 35 to choose from at this rate. I mean, I, I used to I used to get jealous of teams in the championship that used to get under points and under goals. I reckon I reckon we could get under goals this season if we keep keep this rate going. I mean, what's our goals per game at the moment? It it, honestly, be. it's crazy. Well, we've got 23 goals in the Premier three, League. Three. Yeah, 23 goals in the Premier League, and we've got what four, five, seven, seven goals in the conference league. I mean, it's pretty so, I don't know about you boys, but 
you know, it felt like tonight we announced ourselves in Europe. Yeah. And I, I think that, that win, that last minute win against uh, Zrinski, you could see the collective like um, weight lifted off the shoulders. Least, yeah. Like we've got that, we've got that um, monkey off our back, so to speak, with regards to winning in Europe um, after all these years of not being in it. And then today was kind of just that, like that freedom to go off and play and, and yeah, um, just just absolutely brilliant. And I know... Go on. I was going to say, okay. do you know what's brilliant about it as well? What I think is really good is that we talked earlier on about Tielemans obviously having a good game and Bailey coming into form. But, you know, like in kind of other sports, like, I don't know, like tennis or snooker when there's like the top players and the players can't beat them. And then the first time Andy Murray got a win against Federer or, I don't know, Judge Trump beats Ronnie O'Sullivan. It just builds that confidence that you can do it. Well, Villa over the last year, year and a bit, have just slayed so many dragons we thought we'd never get past. Whether that's Man United at home, whether that's winning away or winning away consecutively, whether that's getting, you know, uh, uh, into Europe, whether that's then, and then in New York, all of a sudden, oh, you know, how are we going to get on against Hibs? It's going to be tricky away, away in Scotland. <laughs> Smash them 5-0. And then we play Mostar. Oh, God, it's not as easy as this. We thought, is this Conference League? And we get the 95th minute winner. Then we had the bad away results in the Premier League, Newcastle, Liverpool. But it seems like every single week that passes, there's another achievement that the team do. And that is just going to build so much belief in the squad. Because whether it's an away win in the Premier League, a home in the Premier League, which is just taken for granted now. Whether it's always, are we going to score enough goals? Is there enough goals in the team? We're scoring goals galore. We're not conceding many goals. Um, every time we do some players that maybe aren't in form, and then all of a sudden, you know, you've got your... Your Yuri Tillemans, your Leon Bailey playing well. I'm expecting the weekend Den Donker and Olsen to start, and we're still in 4 0. And we're going to be saying fantastic, you know. Um, Keenan Davis is going to come back, and, and El Ghazi, and, you know, we're going to win, win 7 0. And like everything we touch, I'm like, my, you know, what my worry is it, it's all going to end. You know, you want those nights out. Of course, it will. The, of course it will end. Yeah, you of see, course the it will end, Kev. We're going to lose no, the game at some point. I'm, I'm, I've gone all negative now. We're going to get red. We're going to get relegated. No, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um, just... Let's get into the comments before you carry on digging yourself a hole. I don't want to hear any more negativity. Everything Villa says, I think that's a great name, by the way. I think tonight proved our biggest asset is the system is stronger than the individuals. Mm. Now the squad seems to have become comfortable in the system. Changes Unai made at the start of the, of the season. Yeah. And we, we, we commented on this. If you watch the talking tactics with Gareth as well, brilliant analysis from him. We talked about how the evolution of that system, like we had a couple of different ways of playing where, you know, Emery started off really simple, um, you know, looking at ca us catching teams on the break and attacking really quickly. And now we can control games. We can break quickly. We can attack on wide areas. We can pass through the middle. We, we can attack incisively with two or three different players in, in forward positions and, yeah, you know, it's just a nightmare for any team that we're coming up against. So, absolutely brilliant. Um, Gaza says, yes, Kev. I don't know what, what that was to uh, about goals, I think. Uh, 76 goals in our last five games. <laughs> that, would be, that would be amazing. And it could have been um, 83. It could have been 83. It could have been. It been. been. Yeah, should have been. Gaza said they were unbeaten in over 20 games at home in Europe or something. Yeah, we, we heard about that one. Um Duncan said, if Emery beats the Man City hoodoo, anything is possible. Um, absolutely. We need to start um, working out how many hoodoos we've got left. Yeah, I know. I don't think we'll have many. No, I'll have a little look into this, boys, for the weekend. Yeah. I mean, there yeah, are yeah. some pretty big hoodoos. Like, you know, win a, win a bloody trophy. Might, might, that's a pretty big hoodoo, isn't it? Any, I don't I don't know, know. That. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> um, 
Gaza yeah, said, I, th- I said we'd be top by November, and he said I was on drugs. Um, ah, ah, that's why. Well, we'll, we'll, t- we'll, we'll tell Martin. I mean, he's on the match preview tomorrow, so we'll, we'll, we'll tell mm-hmm. Martin about that, Gaza. Definitely. Um, guys, hit that like button. Um, we've got, I think we've had over 70 watching tonight at one point, so that's amazing stuff. So thank you so much for your support. Um, like, subscribe. We are, we are on the road to 2,700, obviously aiming to get to 3k before Christmas and Dunk's told us that we're going to do it so if he's if Duncan said it we're going to get there so we can only do it though if you guys hit that like button and uh, and subscribe if you are new to the channel and if you we've had donations today which is phenomenal if you do want to donate to the channel then please hit the hit the dollar sign or if you do want to um, become a member hit the join button and it's just 199 a month to uh, become a member um just a couple of bits on um, on uh, as regards to four nil cruising. Would we? Would Emery and the players be a little bit disappointed that we conceded? Uh, George, um, not got that clean sheet. Yeah, maybe just a little bit, but you know, as I said in the group at the time, it was a well-worked goal from Altmar, and at the end of the day, we're bloody four nil up against the biggest threat in the group after fifty-six minutes. You know, we can't ask for much more of a perfect day than that. So. I kind of like just for, you know what, fair play, clap the goal. Don't worry about it. Just enjoy the evening and win the game. Yeah, yeah. Kev, they had 10 minutes little spell, didn't they? They huffed and puffed, got a goal. But, I mean, Rachel said there, Martinez definitely will be a, a bit peeved, uh, 100%. Um, but, yeah, it, they had a bit of a 10-minute spell, but they're going to have that. But it's, when you're falling up... It's better. It's better to have a spell when you're four 0 up than than if it's one one. Yeah, it's, it's to be expected, isn't it? Like Luton will have a spell against us probably at, at, when we're at Villa Park. Like it, it happens in games, and, and when you're attacking, there's always a chance you can score a goal. And it, it absolutely was a good strike. Absolutely, as AVFC US says, it was right in the corner. Um, took it reasonably early, and give, give credit to him. I think the quality of, of player that Emery desires and the standards that he's got means. He'll be annoyed and Martinez will be annoyed. That's just a reality. And Martinez, knowing what I know from him in terms of interviews I've seen him in, will probably not sleep tonight for him letting that goal in. You know, he, he has to be kind of, you know, Quite a bit intense, Neil What? Quite intense, isn't he, Martinez? He is. Yeah. Neil Cutler, like used to always like used to say, I used to like have to calm him down and stuff and say this, you know, for example, we've just beaten, as you said, George, the biggest threat in the group. Um, they've won most of their European home games and we're at their place as well, 4 1. Right? Last year. Yeah, semi-finals last year. Yeah, give us give yourself some credit. Um, yeah, it's just I, I, I'm not too concerned about it. Basically, I just think the most important thing if we'd have taken a one-nil win tonight, like that would have been good. I think you could even argue a draw would have been a good result tonight, considering you know fairly newly back in Europe and you know what's happened in the group so far. So yeah, it's a bit beyond our wildest wildest dreams, really. Hundred percent. I had a great question. I've started it from Ronan uh, from before. Um, said, um, is this the best period in your in our time supporting Villa? Because we're we're too young for eighty two. Um, yeah, Kev George, is this the best time that you've had in for Villa supporting? Do you want to um, go, Kev? Or? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. Um, I think I think that there's always a sense of recency bias with everything, isn't there? Well, this is the best burger I've ever eaten. Are you sure you, that one in nineteen eighty six wasn't better? Um, you know, there's there's always that sense that when it when it's happened sooner, you think it is. But what can I remember? I can remember the early nineties with, with Big Ron, and we finished second in the Premier League, and that was swashbuckling. Did I ever really think we were going to win the league that season? 
think we were always a little bit behind Man United, but then mm. they'd not won it for 30 years. So I guess it was kind of anyone's really, but, you know, we faded at the end. Never really kicked on from that, did we? You know, within a year or so, he's lost his job. We won a couple of League Cups. That was brilliant, but, you know, might trouble the top four, top five, top six in the mid-90s. The spell under O'Neill was incredible. You know, it's when I got my my first season ticket in my 20s and, you know, was supporting home a fair bit away. And that was brilliant, but we looked like we might knock on the top four. For me now, I just think it's everything. It's the fact that for me, I've got I've got kids. You know, my lads particularly is absolutely, you know, so much into, into it's amazing. So there's that whole sense of I almost want it for him more than me. Um, the owners are a dream. Um, I think there's a lot of the big teams that are slayable at the moment. I don't think they're, they're, they're where they were. Um, I absolutely adore the manager. Um, I think that the team are fantastic, the camaraderie and the way the team works together. We're on the back of the Dean Smith, Jack Grealish era, which really brought that kind of love back into the club. And we've got everything to play for. And I just think this next period of time for this club is going to be, I'm not even talking about the, like the redevelopment of, you know, what they're going to do to Witten Station and the ground and the Euros coming to us. But I just, I, do you know what I love about it more than anything is that I, we all know watching this podcast, uh, so those watching and those obviously us, us, us doing it, what a massive club we are. And we get we get under undervalued, I think, sometimes in the media. And forgetting we're still one of only five English teams that have won the European Cup when you act to win your league to win it as well. Rich history, seven FA Cups, obviously league titles as well. League Cups, first winners, all that kind of stuff. And we've been forgotten a little bit. And I'm just so much looking forward to what I'm absolutely convinced is going to happen now. We're going to get back to that top table of, of, of football. I'm convinced in the next couple of years, at, at worst, I think we'll get the Champions League. I just can't see it not happening. I think we're going to kick on. The transfer question might come in shortly in January. I don't see these owners not doing what they said they wanted to do. I don't see a manager like Unai Emery wanting to come to us based on not, us not doing what we want to do. And um, we've got a lot of players in the prime of their careers. We've got some massively sellable assets. If we do lose one or two, I think we'll kick on. And I mean, let, let's have it. It's just it's just fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> I'll let you carry on there, Kev, because I was loving it. I was absolutely loving it. Come on. Um, <laughs> I know, yes. George, there's no point asking you now, to be fair, mate. <laughs> Gazak says 92 93 season for me, challenging for the title. Uh, Emery Thing Villa says, We're like a Kevin Keegan side, scoring freely, but instead of winning 3 2 or 4 3, we're winning 3 0 or 4 1. If that's the case, you can forgive allowing the odd consolation yeah. goal for the opposition. Um, Gaza said, Ward End was jumping in 92, Kev. Uh, Go on, Gaza. <laughs> um, uh, Duncan said, "Big Ron was great lead Manu for a while. That's led Manu for a while that season. Yet, yeah. um, Gary Howlett said, we haven't always been crap. Just the last fifteen years, yeah. maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. ABFC US is the style of play is the best I've seen. A couple of years of this, and it will surpass the O'Neill days. And Gazoke says O'Neill underachieved. Uh, Dunk Kilburn said, Oldham cost us the oh, lead in that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Evans said, I've said this for ages. The system is stronger than its parts as long as the parts understand the system. Um, Gaza said, The best thing for us right now is that there's absolutely no pressure on us yet. Let's enjoy it. Um, Ken says, Speak your truth. Kev, speak your truth. Um, Steve Brianna's in the house said, Yes, boys. Sorry I'm late. Brilliant performance today. Can't wait till Sunday. Up the villa. Um, and uh, Emery Thing Villa again says, Emery is delivering some of the best football I've seen played, never mind just what I've seen Villa play. Um, uh, yeah, great summing up there. 
Gary says, we need to moan about something. We are Villa fans. <laughs> we can't moan about anything right now. Gaza says, love it, Kev. Um, uh, what else have we got? Andrew Miller says, watching Villa on a Thursday night. Blues are watching because they're effing. What a feeling, <laughs> what a night. <laughs> uh, Edie says, Milosevic scoring a worldie against Leeds in the Coca-Cola Cup was my best memory as a nipper, but this is by far the best period of time for me. Emery's just brought so much passion and belief back. Um, and uh, Adamski says, love that rendition, Kev. Um, George, uh, yeah, your thoughts, like, is this is this just, you know, are you in dreamland at the moment watching Villa or is this your best period? Oh, yeah, absolutely loving life at the minute. Um, I was thinking every, everything you said there, Kev, was, was, that was a good, good little uh, good little speech you had there. I love that, to be fair. Um, I would say now this is technically the best football I think I've seen just easy on the eye-wise, you know. We just swashbuckling. I've never seen us pass the ball so well. God, I remember them dark, dreary nights in the championship where every every couple of minutes we just misplacing a pass off the side and getting the ironic cheers off the, you know, the home fans thinking, you know, Villa are shit. You know, I remember what you used to be and you used to think, God, are we, are we ever going to get back to that? But it's great to see. But, you know, I'll tell you one era that doesn't often get talked about anymore was was that year under John Gregory when he, he took it over from Little and he literally took us from, I think Little was about 16th in the league. And he went on a fantastic run and got us up. It got us up into the top six. You know, George, it was outrageous. George, just and then just, the season after we were top at Christmas. Well, yeah, I was say, yeah. I'm not going to cut off cut off your, your, your speech. I just want to say, do you know that 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 Gregory era? I think if the league had gone from January to December, I think we might have won the league. I think mm. the end of the season we had, and then we were top at Christmas, meant so that's that that you are absolutely right. That does get forgotten about a little bit. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, let's just hope it's not going to end the same this way because all we're looking at is the calendar year of twenty twenty three and thinking, well, we should be in the Champions League next year. You know, we run us up or whatever. But yeah, just back then, God, I, I remember loving that, like Southgate and Ethiopia at the back. You know, um, God, it was it was the end of Dwight Merson. We had a really good side then, and, and John Gregory just for me, you know, he had done nothing in management before. He'd been an ex player. But he just made he just made fans believe, didn't he? And I, I remember I was only about 15, 14, 15 at the time. But I remember just thinking, this guy thinks we can win the league. And if he thinks we can win the league, do you know what? I think we can win the bloody league. And unfortunately for us, the only person that didn't think we could win the league was Mr. Ellis, God rest his soul. And I, it, we all still look back and the oh, if we'd have got Muzzy, is it? And all that. But I think Gregory had earned the right with what he'd done to have the money to spend on who he won and what he won. And I'd love to have seen what would have ever happened there. But unfortunately, that's just been Villa in a nutshell over decades. You know, never been been the nearly team, never quite done it. So let's just hope, fast forwarding now, 25, 30 years, whatever it is, that Unai, he's getting what he needs, he's getting what he wants. And this, the, um, you know, the, the world is our oyster, isn't it? It's a really interesting point as well about, about, about Gregory. You said that era of Gregory and the belief. I am such a big advocate for, like, you know, the, the mindset towards stuff and... We've seen so many examples in sport over the years where the team that isn't as good or the, the individual that isn't as good wins because of that core like drive they've got in them. And if you look at football now, for years, I always remember that stat that used to happen, probably going back sort of 10, 15 years, which was the league position corresponds with the wage bill. So almost like it's it's over, lads, it's finished. It's all about money. I look at it now and, and maybe that Leicester, Leicester league win eight years ago just gave me a little bit of light. Uh, you know, just lit that lit that fire a little bit. But I look at now and think, 
why the hell not? Yeah, sure, but, you know, the big six and, oh, but experience. I don't give two hoots about that. Like, we're Aston Villa and we're massive and we've got second to Man City this year in points and someone's got to finish in the top four and someone's got to win the FA Cup or the Conference League. Someone's got to finish in Champions League. Why can't it be us? And if you've got belief, as we can see from that home form, it can take you a long way. So we just got to keep that belief high now as a team because, you know, you're going to get a situation sometimes where that might be what gets you over the line. Yeah, I totally agree, lads. And loads of comments in. I, I can't go through them all because it's, you know, we're reminiscing. But yeah, I think that's a great question from Ronan there about kind of, you know, the... Um, uh, the, you know, the, the are these the best days. I think, I, I, I think, I think Gary Howlett sums it up about you know, kind of. It's been a year as well. It's not like it's just a flash in the pan thing. It's been a year that we've kind of seen this. Like I said, the way that we started off under Emery and this evolution and the players coming in, fit into into his system, the way that we can kind of bring players in and and um, and kind of bed them in is is really good. And then. The fact that we've got players like Leon Bailey now playing themselves into confidence. We've got different players who can come in and score. It's just, you know, rather than relying on, you know, back, give the ball to Jack Grealish. You know, we've got this, we've got this system. We've got this way of playing now that can, that can really hurt teams. And, and we're a real threat. And like you said, Kev, you know, we're going to win home games. You know, we've won 11 home games in the Premier League in a row. Um, so we're going to win home games. It's a case of, can we, can we pick enough, pick up enough away points to, to, to really push into that that top four, which I'm pretty sure we can, you know. I'm pretty sure we can. Let's let's just see question. how it goes. That's sorry to cut you there, Rich. What's stopping us playing away like we do at home? I think it's more an Emery tactic. I don't think it's anything particularly stopping us. I think it's more an Emery tactic. I think I think maybe against what Wolves he could have maybe pushed it a little bit more. Maybe he was thinking international break. We want to we don't want to go into it off the back of a defeat. I, whether managers go into it that way, I, I don't know. But I think we'll start to see more of a, an expansive, controlling game, you know, similar to today, you know, particularly against some of those bottom half Premier League teams, you know, away from home. I think I think we'll start to see that because you get to the point where teams will approach playing against Villa at home like they approach Villa playing away from home because they know the threat that we've got. Um so then it's about can you have options off the bench? You know, who's going to or can you can you score from 25 yards? Can you create something a little bit different? And you're looking at the type of goals we're scoring at the moment. We can score from, you know, distance. We can score from crosses. We can score. The only thing we probably can't score from at the moment as regularly is set pieces. And that's maybe one thing we could work on. But they're saying our set, yeah. piece, our set piece goals are up there, Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe centre back scoring. Maybe yeah. maybe it's more centre back scoring. You know, headers, like direct headers, that kind of thing. But yeah, I think I think you'll probably see a, a more expansive style um, away from home. Certainly against the lower teams. Kev, I, guess I don't you know about you, you. I mean, we did try it at Newcastle and got undone. I yeah. mean, I'm, I think we. I'm not sure what we tried at Liverpool. We just wasn't allowed to do anything, was we? They just they just were just too honest and they kicked our yeah. ass. So fair play to them yeah. in those games. They did, but let's not forget the Salah goal shouldn't have stood and there was like a few things early on that game and then once Liverpool get ahead, they can run away with you at Anfield. But yeah, I mean, we didn't play great that day, but we are allowed to have a day off. Um, yeah, it's a good question from Georgia. I don't know what, what stops us. I understand the reason it was a bit more pragmatic against Wolves because we haven't got a very good record against them and, you know, maybe a point away against them is a good result. But then you think afterwards, if we'd have gone for it, we might have 
got something at the game. We've been a bit gungo, haven't we, a little bit in away games when, and we've been hurting them. So, I don't know. I just feel like the more the more the confidence builds, the more the fringe players start to start to perform. And I just think that that will mean more naturally probably take control, you know, of, 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 the, of these games, these away games. But um, to tell you what, beating Altmar 4-1 is going to go a long way towards doing that, isn't it? And we've got some big, big tests coming. I mean, we've got a couple of games just seem fairly easy. I don't think Forest will be easy, you know, after, after Luton. But you get if you can get a good win against them, we've got Spurs coming up not, not too distant future, and that'll be interesting. If we can put five or six past Spurs, um, then that might finally shut up the um, the media darlings. I'm not saying we're going to do that, but you know what, what's gonna, what's it going to need to take for that to happen, basically? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, phenomenal, phenomenal performance tonight, lads. Um, like I said, there's loads of comments coming in, lots of, lots of stuff on on transfers and stuff. But we'll get into that more in the fans forum on Monday. So do join us. For the fans for my Mondays. Final point I wanted to make. Um, a lot of, a few few comments coming about the kit. Um, what do we think of the kit? Um, and Lee Johnson said he liked the kit, looked good on TV. Um, third strip, obviously not wearing um, not wearing the BK8, but wearing AVFC uh, for Aston Villa Foundation, um, as you can see there. I really liked it, lads. And I, a lot of people on Twitter saying, you know, they should release that as a as a shirt to sell, and maybe maybe money goes to maybe money goes to um, the Villa Foundation. What what are your thoughts on it? I, I, I thought it, thought it was brilliant. I thought it looked great. I mean, what what was the reason? What was the rule behind why we we, we didn't wear the the usual kit? I think it's a gambling gambling things in Europe. They're not allowed. I think. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, look. I, I thought it. I think the kit itself actually looks. I've not seen it, obviously, you know, on, on the players before. So other than in the promos when they released the kit, so I thought the kit looked really good, and I thought it was a really nice touch. The foundation. So yeah, I am um, all day long. If that was our kit, I'd be delighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who, Gaz, who, was Gaz, the, um, Gaz, who was? It was a comment earlier. He said we need something to moan about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary, yeah. Gary Howlett. I like, I like the, um, I like the sentiment of the Villa Foundation, but for me, all three kits this year are piss poor. And I think a team as good as this deserve a better kit. So I don't like any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, next season, maybe we'll have Nike or Adidas or, or New Balance or someone like that. But yeah, we, we shall see. But um, I thought I'd, I'd leave the last comment with uh, with Andrew Miller, who says, see you all in Athens, fellas. Up the effing villa. Yasu, um, everybody. Yasu. Yasu. <laughs> Yamas. Uh, <laughs> yeah um unbelievable unbelievable uh what a what a result what a performance um yeah i mean we're just scoring goals we're scoring goals for fun players are just playing out of their skins at the moment there's ever so many different scorers it's just a wonderful time to be a villa fan hopefully we take this into sunday against luton um thank you guys all for watching hit the like button if you haven't already on your way out Hit the subscribe button on the on, on if you haven't already on the way out as well. Um, we'll be back with a match preview uh, tomorrow, um, so do join us for that. We'll also be back with instant match reactions from myself. Hopefully, a win against Luton, match reaction against Luton, fans forum, all that usual jazz. Talking tactics with Gareth. So make sure you hit the notification bell as well, so you know when our shows are on. Thank you all for watching, and as always, remember we all follow the Villa. Thanks, everyone. Up and running and Villa Club is loud.